Okay, top of the Aleph, it's a fun album with a bunch of different interesting stories. So, the Gemara, we're at the Tanah about six lines down. Tanah Rabbanah, Mazab Rabbi Yoshua ben Hananya, Shayomed al-Gav Ma'alab Beit Habayit. So the story of Rabbi Yeshua ben Hananya was standing on the, uh, the like the rise or the heights of Harabayit. The Ra'ahu ben Zoma, and uh, ben Zoma saw him, the lo amad milfanav, and ben Zoma did not stand up for him. Amar lo, me'ayinu lo'ayin ben Zoma. says, where, like, where, where and to where is ben Zoma? Rashi says, third line, me'ayin tavo, ve'ein libcha tarud. Like, like, where, like, where are you going to that, like, you're gonna, you're so, like, uh, distracted that, you know, a big chacham like me walks in and you don't stand up. So Amr Lo, remember, Ben Zoma is the one who uh, went insane from the party. So Amr Lo, I was looking between the upper waters and the lower waters, whatever that means. And the only uh, divider or distance between the two is three finger breadth, uh, breadth, uh, widths. That the Spirit of God was uh, hovering over the water. Just like a dove hovers over her children and doesn't uh, touch them. So Amalan Rabbi Shua said to his students, Adayin Benzoma mi bachutz. Oh, it's like very, it's like Nebuch, he says. Benzoma is still like on the outside, on the outside. Okay? Meaning he hasn't uh, really understood completely what's going on, it seems. Okay, how so? Mirchte, let's see. Veruach Elohim erachav et apneyamayim. It says that when God was hovering over the water, Eimat Have, when was this? Biyom Rishon. That was on the first day of creation. But Havdala biyom shiniu davai. But this separation between the upper and lower water was only on the second day. See, how do you see Hashem hovering? Like, you know, like the, the, he said, the proof of the distance is Hashem hovering, but Hashem didn't hover over any distance. There'll be a divider between the water and the water. So how much distance is there? Uh, the Gemara says. It's like a hair's breadth. Okay, like a hair. The Rabbanan Amrei, Rabbanan said, Kiguda de Gamla, Kiguda de Gamla, sorry. Um, like the uh, like the gaps between the boards of a bridge. You can think about like a wooden bridge. There's gonna be like little, like small little gaps between the planks of wood. That's what it is. Marzut Ravitema Hadade. They say it's like two cloaks uh, spread on one on top of the other. You know what I mean? So it's like a little, like you have to, there's things, it's got little, a little tiny uh, divide between the two. And some say it's like two cups, one put inside the other. Again, it's a tiny little gap between those two things. Okay. Either way, the Gemara now continues and says, You said Acher was the one who cut down the saplings, right? He sort of became a, he became a, he became a heretic. The Gemara says, Don't let your mouth like um, cause your flesh to sin. Okay, Mahi, what what is it like? What happened here? What's uh what's going on here? What what was the problem for Achir? What did he see? Chaza mitatron. He saw this uh, angel called mitatron. The ityava le'rishuta lemetav lemichtav zechuta Israel. That he was given permission to uh, to sit down and write down the zechuyot of Israel. That was a job for mitatron to write down all the merits of the of the Israel. Amar, so uh, he said, Gemira de lo yeshiva velo tacharut velo oref velo ipoi. 
So he said, hold on a sec, I think it's the Acher says, the Buddha says, we have a tradition that above, in the heavens above, there's no sitting down, and there's also no competition, there's no back, and the orifice is like the back of the, back of the head, and there's also no, uh, no tiredness. Shema chas v'shalom shtei Is it possible that there are actually two rishuyot, like two um, authorities up in heaven? Okay, maybe there's like another another source of authority in addition to Hashem, and this is what's sort of causing Acher to have these heretical thoughts. So what happened? Afku l'mitatron machyu shitim pulse denur. They took out mitatron, I guess from where he was, and they struck him with 60 uh, like uh, rods or pulses of fire. That doesn't sound very pleasant. Amrulay, they said, my taima, What's the reason? When you saw this uh, person, Acher, when you saw Elisha ben Avuya, why didn't you get up from him? I mean, in front of him, as a son of respect. So after that rebuke, there was a little rebuke from Mati Tron, but nonetheless, they also gave him permission to erase the Zechuyot of Acher. Okay? So you see it's sort of like this double-edged thing. Like on the one hand, Mati Tron was doing the wrong thing and misled Acher. On the other hand, the fact that Acher was misled and sort of went down this road of like heretical thinking, he also gets a punishment. Here's a very famous line. A heavenly voice came out and said, Shuvu banim shovavim, return rebellious children, chutz me acher, but except for acher. Okay, so that sounds like acher has like no hope, no chance of tshuva. Amar, so Acher said, Since that guy, meaning me, has been removed from that world, meaning from Olam Haba, apparently, because I have no more Zechuyot, I might as well go out and enjoy this world, Lithani, like Hana. I might as well go out and have a Hana from this world. So what are you going to do? Nafak Acher Litarbudra, he went out to uh, Tarbudra, let's say, uh, literally Tarbut, we say in the modern Hebrew is culture, right? It's like bad behavior, went out to do like uh, bad things. What kind of bad things do you do? Well, we'll give an example. Nafak Ashkach Zona, he found a, went out and he found a prostitute. Tabaah, he solicited her. Amrleh, she said to him, I guess, you know, you know, I guess the prostitutes are, were members of the community, so they, they knew who was who. Aren't you Elisha Menavuya? Like, I don't know if I can offer my services to you. You're a great rabbi. This is very uncomfortable. Akar Pugla Mimishra Bishabes He plucked a turnip from the ground, a radish, excuse me, from the ground on Shabbos and he gave it to her. It's a sign. He's saying, basically saying, I know I'm not even Shomer Shabbos anymore. Don't, uh, don't worry. Like, this is okay. Amra, she said, Acherhu. She said, he is other. He's somebody else. Maybe this, I don't know if this is exactly when how he gets his name. We saw that in his earlier story that in, in a, you know that they uh, said exchutz me'acher. But you see again in this sort of a more natural way, someone says he is acher. He's somebody else. He's not quite the same person he was before. Okay, now we have some more stories. Sha'al Acher Rabbi Meir la'acher shiyatel tarbu ras. He asked Rabbi Meir. Now Rabbi Meir was his student before, and he was a student of Rabbi Elisha Menavuya. So now Acher asked Rabbi Meir the following: Amalei, my dichtiv gametzelu matzea sahalokim. He says, "What does the meaning of the pasuk says? Uh, Hashem has made this one uh, as well as the other one. Meaning like this one has in correspondence to the other one." He says as follows: So this is Elisha Menavuya's point. Whatever Hashem created, He created something. Oh, excuse me. Uh, 
I'm sorry, this is what Rabbi Meir responds. So whatever uh, Hashem created, he created something else in correspondence to it. Bara Harim, Bara Gvaot. He created mountains, he created hills. Bara Yamim, Bara Narot. He created uh, seas, he created rivers. So Amarlo, so... Uh, so uh, he says back to him, Acher says to him, Rabbi Kiva, Rabcha, Lo Amarkach. That's not what Rabbi Kiva, your Rebbe, said. Now he's saying, so like, you have more than one Rebbe. I'm not your only Rebbe, Rabbi Kiva also. He didn't say this. Ella, what did he, what, rather, what did he mean? It's what did he create? Bara Tzadikim, Bara Rishaim, Bara Gan Eden, Bara Gehenim. Okay, like he, he created righteous people and wicked people. He created Gan Eden and, and Gehenim. Meaning, Acher's version of it, based on Rabbi Kiva, is a much more, like, uh, depressing vision. But, with Rabbi Meir, it's like, oh, there's good things and like slightly less good things. You know, right? Harim Gavot. Everything's variety in the world, right? It's like it's all great. But where Acher's version is, it's like good stuff, but there's also really bad stuff. Every single person has two portions. One's in heaven and one's in uh, Gehenim. Zachav, he's merits tzaddik. Uh, if he merits, so he uh, uh, to be a tzaddik, he gets his portion and his friend's portion. If he becomes uh, liable as a rasha, so you get both portions in Gehenim. So basically, he's trying to say that like you know things are like there's good and there's bad, and I'm on the bad path, and uh, there's really no hope for me. So Amar Rav Misharshia Mikra, what's the pasuk says Rav Misharshia about this idea? It says, therefore, in their land, they will inherit double. Mishne means double. Okay? That uh, your dis- destruction will be like a double destruction. Okay. So that's that uh, idea as well. Now, moving along. Another, another question he asked Rabbi Meir after he went off to uh, these other behaviors. What does it mean when the Pasuk says, Gold and glass cannot equal it, neither shall it exchange be vessels of fine gold. What are we talking about? So Rabbi Meir responds, These are the words of Torah. They're difficult to acquire like golden you Utensils, like expensive, and gilded things. But it's easy to destroy them, to lose them, like glass utensils. Right? You just drop the glass utensil, and boom, it's destroyed. So Amr Lo, he says back then, very parallel stories here. Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Chalu, Amr Kach. That's not what Rabbi Akiva said. So he says, no, but he said was that Klei Zahav and Klei Zuchit is that even though they break, you can fix them. Because the Klei Zahav, you can re- just melt it down and re- reshape it. The glass, you put it back into the glass you know, uh, oven and it, you know, it melts down and you can reshape the glass. So, so too, even if he goes bad, he can, be, he can have a remedy. So this seems like a much more uplifting uh, message. So Amr Lo, Rabbi, Rabbi Meir says to him, So you too, Rabbi, so you should do tshuva. Amr Lo, he says, no. They already heard from behind the curtain, like in heaven. They return your rebellious sons, except for Acher, so I'm really not able to do tshuva. That was his attitude. Tanar Rabbana, here's a really famous story. Masa ba'acher shay rocheva lasus b'shabat b'yavre b'mer mahalecha charav lomo Torah mipiv. So Rabbacher is traveling on a horse on Shabbos, right? Now the horse on Shabbos is an interesting example because tra- riding a horse on Shabbos is not a violation of Yisudu Araita, it's a violation of Yisudu Rabbanan. So it shows more, like, I think, like a rebelliousness against the, rabbin- the, the rabbis and not just against uh, the Torah itself. Um, and Rabbacher is following him to learn Torah. 
Amar lo meyer chazor la'acharecha shekvar shi'arti bi'ikvei sus ad kam tchum shabbat. So he says, go back, Mayor, because I've already calculated the steps of the horse that this is the distance of Tum Shabbat. You can't go beyond, which I would love. I was up the time, so just bittersweet line. Like he can't acher, even in his state as somebody who's a heretic and he's rejecting the words of Chazal and the Torah. Nonetheless, he's like he's too steeped in Torah to like he's he's calculating you know Tum Shabbos as he goes. Like he's aware of like the, like the Tum Shabbos. It's so deep inside of him. So he tells Mayor, you gotta go back. You can't go past Tum Shabbat. You also should turn back, which certainly is a has a double meaning, right? Turn back literally, because we shouldn't go back to Chum Shabbat, but also turn back like do tshuva. Didn't I already tell you? Okay, so again, same idea. That I already heard that. I really have no hope that the pasuk telling me uh, people normally everyone can rebel can, and rebellious people can do tshuva, but not not achir. Okay, so takve ayli lebe medrasha. So Rabbi Meir grabbed hold of him, brought him into a base medrash. Amar leili anuka. He said to this child, sokli psukha. Tell, read us for us a pasuk that you're reading. These little kids, they read Chumash. So there's always these stories of the, the child, and they read the pasuk, and this pasuk is always, uh, in these stories, uh, like a symbolic pasuk. So what's the pasuk? So he's hoping, you know, Rabbi Meir wants a pasuk that's going to be about, like, hope, and about tshuva. But the pasuk says, Amar lo, ein shalom amar Hashem l'rishayim. There's no peace for the wicked. Pasuk from Yishayahu. I little baby can ishtach read the brown to a different baby can asset. Amalay the nuke of soaklip sukhai, test the kid, tell me your pasuk. Amalo, ki im te chabsibe netter, vertabilach borit, nichtama bonacha, lifanai. It says, even if you are scrub with lye or with soap, uh, nonetheless, the uh, your sins will stain you. I mean, you won't be able to uh, to remove the stain of your sin. It's like, oh, that's not a great pasuk either. Okay, so I'll. Um, so again, it's the same thing. Read me your pasuk. So I'll read the, the translation here. And you, spoiled one, what are you doing that you clothe yourself with scarlet, that you deck yourself with ornaments of gold, that you enlarge your eyes with paint. When you wear these fancy clothes and you wear this makeup, what's the point anyways? It's, I mean, in vain you make yourself fair. You get yafeh for nothing. It's not worth it. Um, so there's more to be said here, but we'll stop here for today. I'll continue tomorrow.